Welcome! This is So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. I might have actually just destroyed my mic. My name is Evan, and I'm joined by two boys who absolutely love returning. It is Sam and Johnny. Boys, first of all, Merry Christmas. I'm going to have to bring it down. And second of all, (laughs) how are you doing? I'm doing good. We absolutely love return. I, I fully thought you were going to come in with we, who love Christmas. Oh. I was so on board for that. <laughs> no, but do no, you? We love returning. You just love coming back. I'm indifferent. About <laughs> <laughs> Christmas or coming back? Oh, I don't know anymore. Nah, both. No, no, both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely Christmas jumper you've got though there, Ev. Thank you, it's Star Wars. I respect you bringing the, the festive number. energy. Oh, very on brand. That's yeah. Uh, very nice. Do you want me to un-Christmas it? I've been wearing it for three days. How horrible is that? <laughs> oh, that's that's very Christmas. You're just ahead that, of the game. Bad. That's like, if you said that and it was the 28th of December, <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah. But it is currently the 8th. So. <laughs> I'll keep it rising then. I'm going to wear this till next episode, see how we go. And then maybe on Christmas, <laughs> Chloe can open me and see what festers beneath. <laughs> Crack the crust open on that. What new family members are within? For Christmas, I got you 2,000 maggots. Oh, Jesus. What day of Christmas is that? (laughs) Well, I've run out of birds. If it isn't a time for giving, I don't know what is. I've had these birds. I've had these three French hens boxed up for the last 20 days. It's mostly just maggots now. Merry Christmas, I love you. I got you 12 (laughs) presents, but there is a theme across them. The theme is maggots. (laughs) Just wait till you get to the drummers. They're not drumming anymore. They're not drumming, no. Although, maggots do drum to their own... You know, they slap around, don't they? It's not quite a drum, but it's audible. ASMR maggots, just like... (laughs) We have just stumbled across something here. If we just get a video of a girl and played maggots over the back of it, I absolutely assure you there would be at least 10 men out there wanking to it. They would pay for that on OnlyFans. We are minted here, boys. I'm sure they would. I also assume that that's what ASMR is. From my kind of uh, ignorant standpoint... The only thing that I can guess ASMR is for is people wanking. Well, they say it isn't, but we all know it is. Yeah, no, the the cover yeah. is, it's just relaxing, you know? Yeah. You can listen uh, to it sure. yeah. while you're, you're... you're working or something like that. But... Oh, they're working on relaxing, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they're relaxing real hard. In about two minutes, Seriously I'm going to be so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> What a great intro. How Christmassy, boys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> From Christmas. maggots to wanking, we've really covered it all, haven't we? In about three minutes. Well, this week we watched The Santa Claus, 1994, which I'm not sure if it's the same for you boys. I know we're around the same age. I think you're the year before, mm. Sam, but that's the year I was born. Uh, I was a 93 boy. You're both 93 boys. Oh, of course you both are. Yes, yeah. I've, I've celebrated both, both of your birthdays recently. So, yeah, yeah of yeah. course, that is the case. <laughs> Mine's in March. Um, <laughs> I want maggots. <laughs> Chloe can re yeah. No, I don't want flies. There'll be flies by then. We don't do flies. <laughs> right, that, that is too much. <laughs> 2,000 flies is more of a Halloween thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, we watched The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen and... Eric Lloyd, who's not massively famous, but he's been in a few other things uh, from mm. this era. And up until like 2002, just not in a lot of big stuff. But yeah. he was young Bruce Wayne in Batman and Robin, uh, if that he means was. anything for you am, boys. Am I correct in thinking he was also the boyfriend in The Ring when they go to the house to investigate and he's the one oh. there like stood smoking a cigarette outside being all snarky? It could be. I didn't see that on his film list, but they do look... His list was quite patchy, to be fair, because he was in Red Dawn as well, the one yes. that was the remake, and that wasn't listed on there either. Um, when was The Ring? So... 2002. I'm looking at that now. It's not on here, on IMDb, yeah. so maybe, maybe not. But, you know, who's who's keeping up to date with Jake Lloyd? N- not us, yeah. boys. We're doing this one <laughs> and this one alone. He made his millions and then just dipped. <laughs> He wouldn't still be working he made- if he made his... Mi- he wouldn't be starring in... <laughs> Let's take another quick look. 
we'd land in 2017 <laughs> if he made his millions. Smashed it. I mean, the the TV miniseries before that, True Perfection in 2012, doesn't even have an image on IMDb. That's the, the level of budget we're working with for... I reckon Eric. they just did a pilot. That is a miniseries, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I told myself that I was going to Google the cast before this episode so that I knew who everyone was talking about. I forgot to do it. I'm going to assume you're talking about the kid, little the Charlie. Boy. Yeah. Yes, the um, yes. very, okay. very Got 90s you. looking boy. He's yeah. so nice. That bowl haircut. Well, let's get right into it with the plot synop then. Divorced dad, Scott, brackets Tim Allen, has custody of his son, Eric Lloyd, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. After he yeah. accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit, they are magically transported to the North Pole, where an elf explains that Scott must take Santa's place before the next Christmas arrives. Scott thinks he's dreaming, but over the next several months, he gains weight and grows an inexplicably white beard. Not going to try that again. Maybe that night at the North Pole wasn't a dream after all. And maybe Scott Mm. has a lot of work to do. I think it's appropriate that the beginning of the plot synopsis started with divorced Divorced dad. dad, Yeah, (laughs) He's got big divorced dad vibes. Big divorced energy, yeah. Yeah, I also will get to it, but I feel... Like, he didn't actually kill him. All he did was go outside and shout at a man on his roof. <laughs> and then that man fell. And he died. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not like he hit him with a well, hammer, though, is it? it but it's manslaughter. <laughs> he claims to have died through, you know, implication. But he did wave him off. He did, he did bring a hand up and do a little yeah. wave before vanishing. I feel like that's a very Ta-ta. questionable death, isn't it? <laughs> Assisted suicide. <laughs> Oh, oh! you've no idea how poignant that is for a point I have <laughs> later on. Put a pin in that. I want to begin with that it's such a cliche of Christmas movies of this era for one of the adult characters to be working for like a lifeless corporate body. Like yeah. in God, our yeah. early run of this podcast, it was a lot of films from this era and every single one of them had at least one of the parents who had like a really high pressure job. And because of that, they were a piece of shit. They'd spent yeah. all their time working, but they were good at their job at the cost of being just the worst parent of all time. And yeah. in this yeah. particular scenario, for some reason, the burden is on us to sit through a movie which for the most part reminds me of all the worst parts of my childhood until at some point <laughs> Christmas stops being set dressing and it actually becomes a Christmas movie. Because for like the first 40 minutes, it's just snowing and people have Christmas decorations up. And yeah. then you realise he's Santa Claus. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't... I, I don't have to turn this off. So his job is explained by um, Raymond from Everyone Loves Raymond's dad. That's the only thing I know that's yes. from. Who I know it Fuck, from. I couldn't yes. place him. That's yeah. where he's from. He explains what um, Tim Allen's job is, but mm. it's so bullshit businessy that it's physically impossible to actually listen to. <laughs> I, I rewound like three times and I still don't know what it was. No. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly the same as the mum's job from Mrs. Doubtfire, where she is in some exactly. pseudo marketing job. But it's not like actual marketing where it's stats and analysis. It's just you sit in a room and you think of ideas of how to trick people <laughs> into buying your product. Which yeah. is like a, a Doctor Evil plot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you split your time between shouting at your assistant to cancel appointments and having lunch. <laughs> There's always a lunch. <laughs> twelve lunches a day. Yeah. And the twelve lunches of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> All maggots. <laughs> it's uh when the, like literally in the first scene, there's the, he makes a joke about Johnson's secretary sat on his lap. I was like, well, nothing sells says Christmas like a workplace sexual harassment suit, oh, does it? <laughs> there is so much yeah. of that in this. It's very nineties in that respect. Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, it really he's is. He's, so he's introduced as. I mean, I was thinking when I was watching this, he's introduced to us as a real piece of shit. Like, mm. first thing he does is he takes the mic microphone off his assistant and then grabs it just to make a crass sex joke and then immediately leaves to lie to his ex-wife about running red lights. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here like, is he a piece of shit? Or is this what in the 90s we just thought was Dads were like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Maybe it's because all screenwriters then were this guy. They were just arseholes. We've got to normalise it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell everyone yeah. this is what it's like. Yeah. If we make our own zeitgeist, maybe <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> it's a surprisingly... The whole opening is surprisingly depressing up until we get to the all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. Like, it's feuding parents, kids stuck in the middle resenting his dad a dad who just fails at everything and is can't imagine why it you know would resonate with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side they like they peg this this stepdad character neil i think his name yeah, he is he gets a bad rap as as a bad rap but he is the most like together person in this He's, he's only, right. he's like, this man is mentally unwell. We need to maybe distance ourselves from him. Maybe we need to, like, rationalise whatever's going on, on around him. And everyone else is like, nah, he's just kooky. He's just he's just a bit zany. And like, no, this is a he's mentally dangerous. unwell man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He might kidnap this he's, child. He's murdered a guy. Yeah, yeah. So Neil is the stepfather, and he's also a psychologist or something like that. So he always takes yeah, this very yeah. scientific view towards Stefan. It's all in like the name of doing like the best for Charlie, but you can yeah. also like there's it, there's always this character in '90s movies as well, the sort of cuckold stepdad who every action he does has to be painted in a way where he's just driving a wedge between the mm. divorced people. Which in some ways he is, but I think a legitimate wedge yeah. <laughs> for the protection of this child. Certainly. <laughs> <Yeah, totally. laughs> He also, in certain scenes, looks like the animated version of the Grinch. He's got the he's got that face. That's a very specific the smile that goes way too far up point. his face. I thought for before I googled him and, and realized it was Judge Reinhold. Uh, I thought mm. it was the Terminator from Terminator Two, the goopy one. Oh, but it's good not. shout! Yeah. yeah, it does look like him. Um, but the, Dr. Neil says that Santa is a state of mind, a feeling. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's a very nice way of putting it. And they're like, <laughs> what's his name? Scott is like, no, he fucking he's isn't. He's not real, he's not. <laughs> he's fucking <Yeah>. real. <laughs> don't you dare tell him something nice and pleasant like that. I, I don't know why, but it's there's some artifact in my mind which means that I hate Tim Allen. There's, there's no specific precedent for me... <laughs> hating him but i just do and coming back into this is like ah fuck you're such a matthew broderick you prick i've got some reasons why you might hate him go on well he's an ardent maga supporter that doesn't surprise like trump supporter right he he's done prison time for possession of cocaine okay that's and yeah he uh allegedly exposed himself to pamela anderson Ah, oh, no, none of those would be the reason. Um, <laughs> Evan's on board with all those. Don't yeah, well, you know, all the fairly reasonable things to do if you're Tim Allen. And in an interview in 2021, in relation to this film, he says, I'm not really a big fan of children. I have them. I like mine, kind of. That's very I don't relatable. like other people's children. That's yeah, no, fine. It was I like, does. they wouldn't leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it was something like that. Maybe I read... Some absolute whack article that goes around on, like from Cracked or something, where they were like, Tim Allen was mean to kids on set. But I'm not even sure that would be it. Maybe I don't hate Tim Allen. Anyway, should we get to the scene where he kills Santa? Yes, let's get straight to that. As his whole deal is balancing on rooftops and circumventing security systems. Firstly, you'd imagine Santa would try be quieter because he does wake both the child and Tim Allen up. But also, it's insane that he has not practiced falling off roofs the stuntman <laughs> who was playing santa was fine santa who's on roofs all night and prepares all year for this one night falls two Millions stories into snow and dies immediately dies snuffs it it is baffling and i mean i suppose the one thing to say is that we don't actually know how long that guy was Santa. He might be Tim Allen's no. next door neighbour who That's just it. killed Santa and then hopped to the next roof and fell straight off. <laughs> this is my first roof. But we've got to right, assume right. we've got to assume from this that they get through unknown number of Santas every year. Because when he gets back to the North Pole, the elves are not surprised in the slightest. <laughs> oh they yes. Are fully expecting some random guy to show up. Oh, you're the, the new one, are you? <laughs> the first <laughs> elf that sees him doesn't ask for ID or to see the suit or anything, just lets him in. 
And then they go down to the workshop and everybody just carries on it's, working. Yeah, the guy's supposed to be just your... Christmas squid game. Yeah. <laughs> walk, along, walk along this slippery roof, try not to get shot by the homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> They're just shaving off the fucking friction on the bottom of the boots. <laughs> it's like a Deadpool going at the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> Who had money on Santa 58? So he's gone. <laughs> It's like Cabin in the Woods with her betting on the monster. Yeah. How how will Santa die this year? Oh, oh beautiful. I also find it so comically grim that the Santa costume comes with a business card that instructs yeah. the pint, the person to find your dead body that they are now Santa. Or it's if like, you put the yeah. suit on, you're now Santa. It's the only thing in his pocket is a... <laughs> death card like people with diabetes who have the bracelet it's like yeah. if you find me on the floor this is why dnr also you're, you're now, now me <laughs> DNR. dnr do need reindeer fyi <laughs> it's actually that maybe that's why the suit is red so no one notices yeah. you're covered in blood <laughs> Like a ship's deck in the 1700s. That suit leaves the North Pole white every year. (laughs) Covered in multiple Santa's blood. What a great movie. (sighs) This, I mean, this is also the part of the film where we get introduced to their attempts at CGI, which are... Oh, it's rough. Fantastic. Mm. Three frames a second, PlayStation 1 level. Yeah. Reindeer. A PNG moving across the screen as they're <laughs> flying and landing. Yeah. You can yeah. see the mouse dragging it across the screen in Photoshop or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and also, but they're also using animatronics, like for the reindeer yeah, the on the roof. The aren't too bad, yeah. yeah. And the eyes freak me out, man. They're like... Too big. Not... They have like big black eyes, and these weren't. They were like yeah, human eyes. You could see big the color of the eyes in a reindeer <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, yeah it was they seem too weird. human. Yeah, because reindeers are caribou, which are deers. Yeah, um, I googled yeah. this recently. As explained sure. by their own name, reindeer. Uh, yes. Well, uh, you, funnily <laughs> enough, I asked Chloe. I, was, I said, "Are oh, reindeer horses?" And she started going off about them being caribou, and I was like, "Hang on, reindeer." <laughs> Which is a pretty good clue. My God, he's got it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm figuring something out here. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Chloe. I'm figuring something out. <laughs> they kept banging on about Comet as well, like the reindeer. I know, why and is he just the main reminded one? me. I don't know, he definitely isn't. No, fuck Well, him. maybe he is. No. I don't know enough about the law. But it just reminded me of the uh, the meme that went into our group chat the other day about Vixen implicating that one of them is a sexy reindeer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that one's quite the Vixen. There's a reason she's at the back. Yeah. <laughs> Closest to You wouldn't slave. be flying anywhere. Closest to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, uh, this scene as well where Scott is he's delivering the presents for the first time and also we're discovering all his powers um, yeah. and, and we learn that Santa does actually very little in this process like the Absolutely the nothing. bag summons the presents when they're needed the reindeers know which house is next and where to go like all Santa is is a conduit for everything else that happens at Christmas he's just bound to these cursed items uh, I have no problem with the presents that appear in the bag but then a mm. puppy comes out, and that right. raised questions yeah. for me. Um, Where does are the it maggots? Create life, sure, yes. Uh, or does it like take it from somewhere else? If so, is there a puppy farm in the North Pole, or does it just take <laughs> a bad kid's puppy and give it to a good <laughs> kid? Exactly. Or my other thing was that is it more of a Dolly the Sheep kind of situation where they're cloning them in the North Everyone Pole? Everyone gets the same puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a serial puppy farm at the North Pole. Just miserable puppies running around in the freezing cold. What an image! Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a scene where where he first goes down the chimney and he's still trying to work it all out. Mm. And there's that little girl who wakes up, and all this little girl <laughs> just woken up. Just this earth shattering image of father christmas there he just shouts in her face he just bullies her 
And, and I like, and it's like, oh, I can't drink the milk. I'm lactose intolerant. I just like, I would love to see like a flash forward into her life where she's like screaming on the train at people saying his real name's Scott Calvin and he's lactose intolerant. Well, she does remember because she's at the end of the movie, isn't she? Yeah, she, yeah, she is there she later is. on. But it's a nice call. Also, back. that that's going to stick with you, isn't it? Oh yeah, she's she going to be broken. If Santa hadn't revealed himself to everyone at the end, or at least to those cops, anyone yeah. who would have seen it, seen him in this movie would think they're insane. The mailman yeah. that he drives past in the next scene, like, <laughs> he's going to be in a home. There's no way you can go on living your normal life, knowing Santa exists, but being so afraid of telling... Uh, imagine believing Santa existed and, like... That all that's all you think about, and you're just trying to sit around with your friends, and yet they're all yeah. living the lives of naughty boys. I can't and hang around with Santa exists. It's like, it, it, it's like the ring when you know it when he's coming as well. Like seven days, no, 25th of December, he'll be back. I mean, Every imagine year. you know that he's you know that he's real, and it's Christmas Eve at midnight. Trying to sleep, then and you're like, "My God, he's downstairs. He's fu- he's he's gonna be there. It's he's him. gonna. Oh it's my him. God, what do I he's do? He's gonna leave me something. He's bringing me another canoe. I've already got one. What if it's a pipe bomb? What if it's another puppy? <laughs> he just comes down the chimney and shouts at my children. <laughs> and which one will it be? <laughs> How many fresh corpses will have graced that suit this year? Just bloody footprints across their living room. <laughs> oh, how earth-shattering when you when you go downstairs finally to talk to him and you're like, Santa, it's me, Evan, and he doesn't have any clue who you are because yeah. the one you met's been dead for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed about you and... my entire life and you don't remember <laughs> me. I'm the That's one guy adult. that saw you. <laughs> And it, that flips your head the other way. I was like, I didn't see this Santa, but I did see a Santa. Uh, yeah, okay, so that would melt your mind, yeah. So yeah. I know I saw Santa, but I'm seeing him now for real, but it's not the same Santa. So I wasn't crazy, but now I definitely am. <laughs> Straight to the doctors, antipsychotics. Wow. Anyway, Scott arrives Brian. in the North Pole. <laughs> And nobody oh, gives a shit yeah. for all the reasons we've just explained and have gone over. No elf is bothered or surprised that this jabroni has turned up and the old Santa is no longer around. One thing I'd like to point out here is that he arrives in the North Pole and they um, they lower him down on this mm. massive elevator in the middle of the workshop. Yeah, very cool. The reindeer, they just teleport them down. Easy. They're down oh, in geez, an instant. Yeah. Do the whole thing, I reckon, if you Him. can. There's a fair they bit of teleporting. A massive this. elevator. Yeah. <laughs> the the main elf Bernard, he can teleport. He seems to have more powers than yeah. Santa. Let him do it. Yeah, why not? He can do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he loves Christmas. Why, why is, is there a Santa? <laughs> <laughs> it's for the fun of it. Is Christmas. And uh, what I th- thought at this point was, what happens if Santa dies? in the North Pole, and there's no other human around to get... What if Santa falls into a hydraulic press that's being used to make fucking etch-a-sketches for kids or something? I don't know. <laughs> but then who has the suit? Do I have to go find someone? It's just Yeah, it's just a lottery. You just get pulled out of your house. <laughs> the first person you, you kidnap and dress up in the suit. Whoever <laughs> lived next door to you at the time. Frame someone. Yeah. <laughs> You've got two choices. Go to fucking jail or become Santa. <laughs> Try and explain this or come with me. <laughs> Isn't it funny also how the law between elves in like Tolkien law and this are so dr- drastically different? Very different. Elves apps. are just children and in that they're like this Aryan, tall, beautiful, like race of people who are, can do sick flips and fire bow and arrows and these are just people who make toys they just Same love people. to work. Just, yeah. these are just sweatshop workers yeah oh absolutely these are yeah. sweatshop workers who are immortal first of all yeah this is absolutely a sweatshop the way that Bernard is stomping around to I, I guess go and whip another group of workers <laughs> this is a nightmare land bear in mind this is Christmas Day. All the toys have just been delivered, and they're all working flat out crunch. Yeah, next Christmas, for next year. Yeah, 
Apple have got fucking drones flying over the North Pole (laughs) looking for Santa's workshop. I assure you, there is no workforce better suited to creating the next 90 iPhones than those elves. Steve Jobs didn't die. Where do you think he went? (laughs) He put on that fucking suit. (laughs) Swap the turtleneck out. (laughs) A red turtleneck. (laughs) Covered in Tim Allen's blood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. But the other thing is that... But yeah, they are different elves. They are... I think the, the girl elf, Judy, gets introduced as being like 1,200 years old. Yeah. So she looks mm. like about she's seven or eight. This is a uh, very kind yeah. of questionable anime type deal here. I, I have a point. I don't want to know. I'd love to get into with this. So Judy tells Scott, uh, so he says to her, you look good for your age. And she says, I'm actually seeing someone in rapping, which implies that predecessors of this Santa Claus have had relations with these elves. Because if not, oh, Judy would have said, you know, Santa can't slam or Christmas dies. You know, Santa has to be abstinent. Or she could have even just said it's against the rules for Santa to fuck elves. But she doesn't say either. She's like, I'm seeing someone else. Which means it's fine for you to fuck any of us, as long as we're not in a relationship. I don't have any more on that. I just wanted to say it because it's vile. You might want to bleep this bit, but it's Savile Claus. <laughs> <laughs> not bleeping that. Oh, God, please admit it. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> oh, no, I'm having flashbacks of the documentary. That was so horrid. Chris Fritzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad I don't live in those universes. <laughs> the ultimate timelines. <laughs> oh, fuck it out. At Christmas, everybody gets to come out of the basement once a year. <laughs> Oh my god. Whilst we're on the topic of Santa's lovers, uh, I want to say something on Mrs. Claus, which isn't in this movie at all, but it is the entire plot of the aptly named The Santa Claus 2. So obviously this Santa doesn't have a Mrs. Claus, but we don't know if the last one did or not, because they can have them. So I'm wondering, what happens to Mrs. Claus when their Santa dies? Do they also disappear into the void? Or... Does, like, the new Santa get sloppy seconds? <laughs> Just jettisoned on a lone iceberg. <laughs> every, day, you know. every year he leaves, and she's got no idea who's coming back. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's Tim Allen. <laughs> Santa, <laughs> Santa <laughs> concubine. Oh it's Joseph Fitzel. <laughs> That's a bad day for Mrs. Claus. <laughs> That's, you don't want to roll the dice on that one. <laughs> No, let's hope it's the void. <laughs> Everyone's safe. She's climbing up onto the roof. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh god. my god. <laughs> what an hinged episode. <laughs> that scene where he's in his bedroom as well, and there's the, there's like a, a live Punch and Judy show going on in his room. Imagine, I would literally have a panic attack if there was a 24-7... <laughs> Punch and Judy show going on in my bedroom at all times. There's a constant, also, imagine yeah. trying to crack one off with a Punch and Judy show going on in the corner. I'm sure you'd acquire a taste for it. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Hey, Punch and Judy guy, make it sexy. Yeah. At this point as well, they he's like, I don't believe what I'm saying. This can't be possible. This isn't possible. What she says is seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. And I was like, what? So they're like manifesting Santa Claus, right? So children manifest Santa like a tulpa, like the that, that is Buddhist what that's thing. Called. Yeah, that's nice. what it must be, right? He's a tulpa. Which actually kind of makes sense if it were a real thing. It's just like this manifestation that becomes reality. Yeah, there's that... F- I don't know how famous. I'm sure you'll have heard of this story where those Buddhist monks summoned a yeah, yeti through, um, yeah. through a tulpa. Yeah, not it's, summoned, but it, believing so much in one thing, a singular focus yeah. on one thought can pull it into existence. Yeah, exactly. just uh, just for the audience's <clears throat> benefit, um, imagine I have no idea what a tulpa is. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll read you. 
uh, a little thing that I got. A tulpa is a concept originally from Tibetan Buddhism and found in later traditions of mysticism and the paranormal of a materialized being or a thought form, typically in a human form, that is created through the spiritual practice and intense conscience concentration fucking hell yeah. stumbled my way through that i one, cannot I? believe we've gone from wanking to pump and punch and judy straight <laughs> to, to better mysticism, to better mysticism. <laughs> well it's not dissimilar to what people believe now which is actualization where if you just hmm. hold a thought in your mind for long yeah, enough manifest good things yeah manifesting something for yourself and you know in a certain from a certain point of view it's true if you believing something enough that means you'll work hard enough for it to become a reality. Yeah. Uh, if you believe you're going to be successful, you work hard and then it kind of just happens. <laughs> if you could pump a Yeti out of the air, that's a different thing altogether. But, you know, believing is seeing, it. but also then seeing reverse sentence. At some point. And you've made a point, haven't you? <laughs> so, after all this, even after doing the Santa thing and seeing all the elves and taking his son there as proof and everything, he wakes up in his bed the next day and doesn't believe any of it happened like to him it was all a dream which is insane in its own right in a weird way he was way too ready at the time to go along with the whole thing he got in the sleigh he went down the chimneys yeah, that was he the was job. kind yeah. of just rolling with all of the punches and judy's there then the next day he totally reverts and he's like no all of that before no to that. Having woken up in the pyjamas uh, that they give him yeah. as well. It's not like he just woke up. If you woke up in your normal clothes and you were just like, oh, maybe it was just a dream. He was physically wearing something that wasn't his. <laughs> so the next chunk of the film is basically him Pretty not dark. believing what happened. Yeah. And uh, the son looking like a nutter. The son looking yeah. a bit mental. And the, I don't know the names, the mum and Judge Reinhold. Laura and Neil. Laura and Neil slowly uh, trying to pull Charlie away from his custody. But yeah, in part, but it's, so his issue is he's going into work and he's slowly turning into Santa. But my issue with this is where he works is running a Christmas ad campaign about Santa driving a tank. <laughs> it was just Christmas Day. It's yeah, like yeah. the 1st of January now. Yeah. Is uh, this just a Christmas toy company? They just do Christmas just toys. just for Christmas? That is a very niche game to be in. The You have a time that passes now between this Christmas and next Christmas is, is all over the place. I don't know when it is. But I <laughs> yeah. love this scene where they're having the meeting and he walks in in like his trackies and he is, mm. he's big and everybody stops and all anyone can say is, my God, you're fat. <laughs> he's at work Johnny you were talking about the sexual harassment earlier you're not allowed to not even just comment on someone's way you're not allowed to stop what you're doing and what everyone else is doing to say Jesus you are the Christ. fattest I've ever seen you everybody stop it's like someone walks into work and it's like wow you look like you must be depressed yeah <laughs> Also, everyone's making such a big deal when he's starting to sort of embrace it, or the or the kid even is like saying all this stuff, making a big deal about him being Santa. I'm fully on t intending on telling my kids that I invented like peanut butter and the Beatles plagiarized my music. You know, like it's it's not that much of a bigger deal that he's just pretending to be Father Christmas. No, like I'm... Yeah, the kid's like six. It's fine. Yeah, the like... movie proper leans now into. Like, quite a dark thing. And this is what Carl would have loved, because this is where it all starts. So, like, there's a scene where they go to the school and the principal is concerned with Charlie actually believing this. Uh, and then also, like, a, a load of cut-in scenes where, like, Charlie is using the dining room set to pretend to be riding reindeer... Radiators? Reindeers. <laughs> reindeers <laughs> and such. Uh, but then also the movie almost tries to make you believe it by saying that yeah. the, the waitress from Arby's where Scott took Charlie on Christmas Eve was mm. also co called Judy. So I feel like there was room for this to become a movie that was almost a mental breakdown for a father who would pull his son in. And that would have been On paper, that sounds good. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> it does get quite dark and it holds on to it for a very long time. They should have really given this up yeah. after the second act, but it follows all the way to the end, even when it is pretty fucking obvious this guy's Santa. Yeah. <laughs> when he shaves his beard off and immediately Comes grows back. Do that in front I'd of someone. That'd be real impressive. What? Exactly. Why would you ever shave that off? His beard hair is like head hair oh, as well. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is beautiful, but he could literally, he could go to, uh, I've forgotten her name already, but his wife, his ex-wife, <laughs> and she's not believing what he's saying. He's like, just watch this and shave. Uh, and then, bam, it's just buck. bursting back out of his face. It's he like, goes oh, to see the oh, doctor, sorry, he? you are absolutely Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I found it so funny when he went to see the doctor and his heartbeat, his heartbeat yeah. was playing. Um, that was a nice touch. Jingle that bells. Was a great Jingle scene. bells. Yeah, so yeah, funny. That was a good touch. I like that. Um, that was like the um, therapy scene and the doctor scene in Space Jam. Weird callback. Ooh, but long when all of the ba- all of the basketball players are going to the doctor to try and figure out what's wrong with them because they've lost their talent. This is just this had the same vibes for me of he's yeah. listening to his chest and it's playing jingle bells. And he listened to it twice. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> I also raised at, at this point I was wondering why is Santa a secret? If people believing in him give him power, and also he's not really even trying to be secret about it, he's loud as fuck, as proved by the last Santa who failed epically. Why doesn't like at the end he just come out and say here are, how does everybody not already know he exists? Why is this yes. boy looking crazy at all? So many presents just showing up in houses. By the end of the film, that, that one of the last yeah. scenes of the film is his, it's his I am Iron Man scene, where yeah. he just Spot takes a really, yeah. really long flight across the house with about 50 people watching in a crowd. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay, that exists then. Don't so they fly now? This explains... <laughs> they fly now. <laughs> this explains why all of that shit appears in the front room every year. Yeah, well, surely the parents would have cottoned on by now when there's like, especially, I said it earlier, a kayak arrives in someone's living room and they're like, well, I must have bought that. I guess my <laughs> child bought this for me. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we might be ruining the fun of a Christmas film well, here, but that is a legitimate point to the make. The film has just spent its entire second act ruining the Christmas element of it. They're trying to convince us this boy and this man are crazy. This is stopped is, being a Christmas film. People, it's only Mum and Judge Reinhold that are disbelieving in the idea that Santa Claus exists. And soon Everyone else, yeah. I, I don't even know if the cops... The police are just more like, oh, you're Santa, are you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, they don't oh, believe yeah, that he is a, Santa, yeah. but they yeah. believe that we Santa, know Santa is there. Yeah. It's yeah. Santa's like, my neighbour. I like, saw Santa last year, you don't know <laughs> <like> Santa. <laughs> it's just, they're only disbelieving that this guy... It's like when people serve Tony Hawk in a cafe and they're like, oh, you, just yeah, look, yeah. you look just like Tony Hawk. They're like, oh, you look just like Santa. He's like, I am Santa. They're like, sure you are, mate. I know what Santa looks like. He looks almost like you. (laughs) Kill me and find out. Yeah. (laughs) It gets really sad when they start to, like, reject his uh, visitation rights to Charlie. So they they draw up, they go to the lawyers and stuff, and Charlie goes to testify to the judge and all that. It's like a very, very sad, like, emotional scene. Not very Christmas. Charlie's like, don't worry, Dad. It's not at all. I told him the truth. (laughs) It's like... Oh, fucking hell, did you? But I'm Santa, I suppose. <laughs> Which he fucking is. <laughs> yeah, but that like, kid could learn to fucking keep his mouth shut. But he, I understand that he seems a bit unhinged, but he's not like training him to be like a suicide bomber or something. He's just saying that he's fucking Santa Claus. Like, it's not that bad. I'm glad he doesn't push back too much, because that would have made it even more depressing than it already was if he was really trying to fight against being Santa and still against his own will looking like that children queuing up to him in the park and he's like i'm not santa yeah i wanted to touch on this scene so yeah he's sat in the park watching his son's football game and neil and laura turn up and neil's like scott you've taken this santa thing to a whole new level like he, he does he does at this point look like he's doing it to make his son love him but i don't understand how they're not scared or fucking impressed that he's managed to gain that much weight and grow yeah. 60% of a Santa beard and turn his <laughs> hair white in, in a week. It's been a week since Christmas yeah. at most. That is a shocking affair. But 
They're just worried that he's just trying to steal the kid away from them. And not like, let's fucking sign this guy up to the circus and become millionaires. <laughs> I went to see Father... This is uh, by the by, but when I was little, I went to Lapland to see Father Christmas. My parents took me in the middle of the night on a plane, didn't tell me where we're going, and I went to see Father Christmas. And Bloody it was... Hell. I, I was saying this to Floss the other day. I fully believed in Father Christmas well into secondary school. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was fairly late to it as well. My mum was never honestly, like, he's not real. And I'm fairly gullible, so. Like 12 or 13 before I was like, hang on, this isn't real. But I remember, but I remember going there, there was reindeer and everything. And he, he knew my name, which thinking about it, mum probably just booked us in. But <laughs> He checks the yeah. check. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jonathan, is it? Yes, fuck me, it is. <laughs> You're the real deal. <laughs> oh, this, why, is there, why is there this 13-year-old on my lap? And why did he just say, fuck me? <laughs> fuck me, Santa. Santa I'd, like a, I'd like a razor for Christmas. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna, I, I feel like this is as good a time as any to throw out my half-arsed, half-baked headcanon of how mm. this shit works. So he he transforms through the film physically into Santa Claus, but he also mentally changes. Like yeah, he's not Scott this anymore. thing. This curse is affecting his mind, yeah. and it's making him into Santa. The closest thing equivalent that I can think of is I'm sure you've heard of Cordyceps fungus. It's what The Last of Us is based on. Yes, yeah. and it's this yeah. fungus that infects you. <laughs> it gets into your mind. It eats away at your brain, change, obviously not on humans, it works, it's on ants, eats away at their brain, makes them climb up high, and then they die and infect another ant. This movie starts with Santa climbing up somewhere high, and then dying (laughs) and infecting Tim Allen, whose brain then gets, he he inhales the spores through the suit, and his brain gets infected. I assume at the end of the film, he's going to climb up a telephone pole and just spontaneously (laughs) die. (laughs) Over a long enough timeline, everyone becomes Santa and there's no children to deliver presents to. (laughs) Santa Claus is a fungal infection. (laughs) Half baked my arse, mate. That is spot on. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to follow up that theory with my pedantry. So the list arrives at Scott's house and it's a thousand boxes. What's the point of it? If the bag gets all the presents and the reindeer knows where you're going, why do you get a list? And on top of that, why the fuck isn't the list double-sided or double-sided printed? Why are elves killing twice the amount of trees they need to? Or just give him some kind of tablet. They clearly have the technology. Yeah, they've got hydraulic lifts. Uh, just email flying it to him. I know this yeah. is the 90s, but just send it to him. <laughs> Fax it to him. It's run by Apple. They can send him an iPad. <laughs> you, get, you get 10 names, each on a separate iPhone. <laughs> I'm just going to put my pedantic point in here. And Please. I am going to cut it out because it's way too pedantic. But I wanted to say it is that when he reads that first list, it's all the A's, and every name is A-A, like Abigail Allen and Andrew Anderson. Where are all the Aarons? And it's like, that's not how alphabetizing works. They would all have the same second name. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he's gone with first names. No, hang on. Yeah, because once you run out of people, the system makes with no sense. First name and last name being with A, where do you go from there? Do you go A B A or do you go A B or A B or do you go B B like a madman? I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> Absolutely, don't leave that in. Brian Blessed, <laughs> Brian Blessed, yes. Oh fuck! What's the point of doing the list in that order? Because you're not delivering them alphabetically. You're doing it n- neighborhood by neighborhood. And also, he knows everyone's name anyway. There's a scene he does, where yeah, where he walks down the, down the street, street and like, he's like, such and such, good, Nazi, such and such, bad. Very good. And then looks at a sexy lady and goes, mm. such and such, very good, or something like that. I was like, Lick, keep it in your pants, Santa. The film is <laughs> implying that he has some godly knowledge of how everyone is, but like the kid he says is nasty, just cut him up on a bike. Like, he's probably just making it up on the spot. 
He's yeah. mad. Yeah. He's just he's... he's walking down every single road in America and just <laughs> walking past each person and deciding based on what they do. Face value only. Well, <laughs> you anyone... only get one chance with Santa. <laughs> anyone outside of America is nasty by default, so he doesn't have to do them. Yeah. <laughs> Has too much oil. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nineties. <laughs> Actually, we're not going to give them any coal. <laughs> That's, that's, that's good fuel. <laughs> America's labelled good. Every other country is labelled did 9-11. <laughs> this is pre-9-11. This is, oh shit, yeah. it's gonna Somehow. do 9-11. <laughs> Hang on, are we saying that Santa did 9-11 so he didn't what? have to deliver presents this to everyone all else? all has to be cut, by the way, all of it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> A second sleigh has hit. <laughs> well, no, it can't be. That's, that's, that's getting cut. No, no. A second sleigh. Oh, God. The freedom pole. Oh, my God. Oh. It's fine. Our US listeners have dropped almost entirely we're a big uk <laughs> podcast now and they'll all love it can't imagine why oh fuck me so anyway <laughs> christmas rolls around again <laughs> yeah, uh, so charlie is helping scott remember that he's santa this is a fairly pivotal scene because he, he looks like santa he is santa at this point but he, he still thinks it was all a dream but the only reason charlie ever started liking his dad is because he was Santa. That's the whole basis of yeah. this relationship now. It's yeah. so one-sided. And Scott just laps it up. Well, it's like you said, he's not even Scott anymore. He's just like this jolly fat man walking around without a purpose until he, in this scene, realises he's Santa. He doesn't actually change as a person, though. He doesn't spend any more time with his son. His son no, just likes him more. Just because he's Santa. Going good, bad, good, bad. It's exactly the same as... Jingle All the Way, which the episode's not out yet. I don't know if you already said this, but same day, Arnie doesn't improve day. as a man. He just His son likes him because he's Turbo Man. man. Nor yeah. is that a Christmas movie. I don't know if I said it in the app, but he literally, he, he shops for an hour and 20 minutes, and then you get 10 <laughs> minutes of him. Not even really be it. He just gives his son the present, and then his son gives it away anyway. And it's, oh, maybe That's over. very true to Christmas. <laughs> true, yeah. Oh, there, there is also a scene where... Um, so Scott accepts he's Santa. He goes to the North Pole and he speaks with research and development. And like the first, I really like this. The first question he asks is, "How do I not fall off rooms?" And they give yeah. him a rope. No Santa previously has been like, "Look, I'm on roofs a lot." And typically, <laughs> the number one danger for Santas for falling down. Roofs are a big fucking thing, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> in winter, yeah. yeah, clearly. But don't worry, he's got a CD player in his in his sleigh. Yeah. <laughs> So you can wake everyone up as you go along. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're all sick of Christmas songs by now, by the end of the first week. I've done, I've done a bit of a 180 on Christmas songs. I hated them for years. I quite enjoy them a bit now. But then I don't listen to the radio as much. So when I hear them on site and stuff, I would hear them every single day for two months practically. And now I don't really. So when I do, it's it's gets me in the festive mood. Chloe has been playing them well, since mid-November. I've had my <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> That is bad. <laughs> I've got a question for you. So, okay, so one of the opening scenes of the film, I think when he's driving, they are playing this song. It's called Carol of the Bells. Yeah. And it's the one that goes, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. I hate that song. Yeah. It's the most horrible, spooky. <laughs> like, it's quite spooky, yeah. It should be a Halloween <laughs> song. That song fucking slaps. I love that song. Yeah, you both it, like, No, okay. I agree. No, it's quite Halloween. I think that's why I like it though, because it's creepy. I like the, I like those creepy. ones that go a bit weird. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't nice. stand it. I hate it. I'm also a big fan of uh, driving home for Christmas because that man's. Oh. Uh, now's a good time to say R.I.P. to Shane yes. McGowan, the saint of uh, pissheads. Oh, yes, nice. the R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The patron saint of pissheads. Hmm. <sighs> I'm sick of that song, though. No, I could, yeah, I could never I mean, hear that again and be fine. Yeah, but that's that's the epitome of the one that like it's good the first time and then you get sick of it. But yeah, because it's, it's still everyone's a great favorite song. 
and the, yeah, to be everyone thinks they're year. the only one who likes it. But mm-hmm. I've heard it three times today. Yeah, I've got man. a, I've got a challenge for you both as well. There's something that mm. I've been working on for the last like, I don't even know, five six years, which is I'm compiling a playlist of songs that have the word Christmas in them but are not Christmas songs. How did so... I not know this about you, Sam? I've been your friend for so long. How am <laughs> I? Them... <laughs> only just learning this. Give me a list. I'll put them all into one song. But every word is just the word Christmas, but they're all from yeah. a different song. Oh, yeah. That... So, like, some hardcore, like, <laughs> 05 dubstep. So, things like, for example, um, one of them is um, Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. B.I.G., yeah. Where he says um, something, something, something... It's like Christmas missed us. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, got yeah. I Miss You by Blink-182. Yeah. yeah Have yeah. Halloween at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man, I Dick love Box also mentions Christmas. I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. And a few others. They're all songs that have Christmas in them, but are not Christmas songs. Well, that goes out to the listeners as well. If you've got a song yeah. that isn't a Christmas song... Send it over on the Instagram or on Twitter or something, and we will compile it in a list. And I will make a song. If you get it over, we'll do it on Christmas Day and we'll release it. It'll be the Christmas single. It's very rare you get to bear witness to something that I don't think has ever happened before. I can't even conceive how you would have thought of that. (laughs) I suppose by hearing a song that wasn't about Christmas where they mentioned Christmas, but why would you continue it? I've seen the word reindeer and didn't even put together they were deer, and you do this. Well, someone mentioned this as an idea to me, like, many years ago, and it just got me kind of idly thinking. I was like... Yeah, incepted it into your brain. Yeah. And then I kept on doing that for years and slowly built up a Spotify playlist. Sam, you don't strike me as a big B.I.G. fan. (laughs) I'm not, but I heard that song and I was like, holy shit, there we go. (laughs) Big fan of the word Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But only out of context. Yeah, of course. Anyway, that was a little tangent. Is this where Santa gets arrested? It bloody well is. Yeah, so he kidnaps his kid and takes him to the North Pole. Everyone's real upset about it. He comes back to the scene of the crime, as criminals often do. And gets arrested. (laughs) Taken to jail. So here's another conundrum for us boys. What if Santa is actually arrested and is kept in jail for the entirety of his life, yeah? A new Santa can't be created. Do you think the elves pull a little Jeffrey Epstein situation? The security cameras are covered with Christmas decorations. The guards are out caroling. (laughs) And Scott hangs himself (laughs) in his cell with some tinsel. Because how else do you get a new Santa? Are you trying to say that Epstein was Santa? (laughs) That wasn't what I was saying. Add that to the list. uh, It would explain why there were so many children on that island. Yeah. Why there were so many children on that list. (laughs) Well, he had a list as well, didn't he? Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) He had a list. (laughs) And they're all naughty or nice. Get out. But that would never happen because they deployed the ELFS. Yeah, so they go off to go and find him. And I, in my head, because this was a really like, this is a big one for me when I was a kid. I love this film. I remember these kids being the coolest fucking people on the planet with their little jetpacks and all this shit. They break into the police station. They tie the fucking guy up and they cut the fucking bolts off the cell door with tinsel not just for decoration as they say elves with attitude that's what else they say god fuck off that was horrible more like seal team pricks am i right (laughs) (laughs) stp put it on a hat baby (laughs) check out our website for that merch yeah but yeah they they break him him out and they go back to neil and laura's house judge and ex-wife and i did want to point out that before they get there, at midnight, Neil and Laura are up eating dry pitters with green salad. <laughs> oh, and oh, it brings a point that what the fuck is going on with the food in this film? <laughs> Everyone eats the weirdest stuff. It's all like, I'll have a dry salad, please. Yeah. They go to Denny's as well when he burns the turkey at the beginning and it's just full of like Japanese men celebrating Christmas at it's Denny's. Like, Is that a stereotype I'm not aware of? No idea. 
and everything's off the menu except milk. Yeah. <laughs> because then <laughs> also, uh, what's his name? Not Brandon, that elf. Bernard. Bernard. Bernard, yes. He teleports into the room with a salad pitter topped with a full block of grated cheese yeah. and starts picking <laughs> at it. And then Neil, who, I, I haven't said this already, but his name is spelled N-E-A-L, which is fucking disgusting. And wrong. Yes. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> Insanely wrong. Uh, he slaps it out of his hand and then is like, look how far this man will go to prove that his delusion isn't a delusion. And then instantly... Everyone believes that Scott is Santa. Because he's not even pulled out the sleigh yet. He stood in the room still. They just all get a little closer look at him and they're like, holy shit, Santa has been my next door neighbour all along. And it's just because, you know, the screenwriters have written themselves to this point and we're sat here watching this movie and we all realise it's got to end, hasn't it? (laughs) It's time to finish. So now the story propels us there. He goes outside. The cops are all there. He flies about on his reindeer, like Sam mentioned earlier. Proves to 50 people that he's Santa. That's enough, isn't it? They'll tell everyone else. Uh, (laughs) And and the movie wraps up. Oh, wait, no. No, it doesn't. Because there's a last line between Charlie and Neil, which I fucking adored. Neil apologises for being wrong about Scott to Charlie. And Charlie says, you were just denying your inner child. And Neil says, you're going to make a great psychologist one day. Charlie says, no, I think I'm going to go into the family business, which means he's going to kill his dad, right? (laughs) He's going to kill his dad. Nothing like a bit of patricide to wrap up a Christmas flick. (laughs) I mean, it is... If if he did, I mean, if he went straight for it and killed his dad right now, would he start growing a beard yeah. and his hair turning grey? <laughs> just turns into an obese child. Yeah. <laughs> this enormously fat kid. Well, he's the American Santa, so <laughs> gotta be. It's... And that's the last of you gone. <laughs> it's, that's the, it's also when he he shakes the snow globe, doesn't he? And it's like that's meant to be. He'll bring oh, yeah. him back he's because he's missing him, and he comes back and is. He's like, oh, I've I've only been gone ten minutes. I was just over Cleveland or something. It's like he's been gone ten minutes, and there are no police and no one else there. Would you not assume that there was like the TV and like reporters everywhere having actually seen Father Christmas Santa? No, all fifty people were like, I saw Santa last year. That wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking phony. That's just a different magic dude. <laughs> <laughs> One of the women in the crowd is just like, no, 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 my my husband's Santa. He should be back any day now. Although I, <laughs> has anybody seen him? <laughs> He's been gone for eleven months, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. nearly to the day a year. He's such a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> he was working abroad since November. <laughs> oh. oh, I forgot to bring this up during as well. Yeah, but the. the because they let Scott go home. Like, he doesn't have to stay at the North Pole the entire time, which assumedly other Santa Claus could do. But that means if you've got a family and a house, you've got mm. a, and you've got to find a job that will allow you to work 11 months a year, or, like, hope you get 30 days holiday so you can spam it all then and work every other day of the year, just to balance <laughs> yeah. it out. Does he get paid for being Santa? He doesn't even get powers for being Santa. <laughs> He, he thinks Bubbles. he knows if people are naughty or nice. He's just walking around the street saying it. M- making up names. The bad <laughs> Jerry Smith. Good boy. My name my name's Sam, mate. Leave me alone. And I'm a naughty boy. <laughs> I'm not actually a good boy. Put me on the naughty list. Boys Anonymous. You stand up. My name's Jerry Smith and I'm a naughty boy. <laughs> right, that's enough. That's, that's enough of this movie. <laughs> I also had a note that I just didn't manage to fit in there, but I wanted to say, anyone who's seen Hook, Bernard has real Rufio energy. Yes, too. yes, absolutely. Yeah, that sort of arrogant boss man type, but really has no power. <laughs> thinks he's really cool. Yeah, thinks he's very cool. I've got a point. Dr. Tim, in real life, 
got kicked off a plane for with a verbal inter- uh, altercation with TSA agents, yelling expletives, and even removing his shirt after refusing to submit to a backpack search. Uh, he later apologized. Yeah, he later apologized, saying he was embarrassed by the incident, which he blamed on an adverse reaction to some prescribed medication. He was drunk. Well, this was Judge Reinhold. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, oh my God. to be fair, they hand out a lot of fucked meds in America for absolutely no reason, so that makes sense. Would you yeah. like some opioids? <laughs> What's that, a headache? Have some heroin. <laughs> and why do you want these drugs? Well, I'm a bit of a naughty boy. <laughs> Qu- quick disclaimer, we're not saying that Judge Reinhold is a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a naughty boy. <laughs> he, he shouted at some TSA agents. It's for Tim Allen to say whether or not he gets his name right. But uh, he, well. Tim, Tim, Tim Allen, when he was in his doing the prosthetics and stuff, it took four to five hours to put all the Santa stuff on. Yeah. Four to five hours. They were really good prosthetics. Yeah, they, they did look very good. But like... He had, it was latex and all this other stuff, but he experienced rashes, scars, scratches, and infections from wearing it. And he could only wear wow. it for a maximum of six hours at a time because it was so yeah, bad. Yeah, abrasive. Yeah. They've only recently resolved that. Really? <clears throat> Jim Carrey had a similar thing with the Grinch. He, people reported he was just awful during that process and he was really mean to the people putting it on him. But that took like eight, nine hours because he was head to toe green. Of course you would be fucking horrible by yeah, the end of it. I would be. And then you have to do like yeah. 12 hours filming in that suit whilst it's burning your skin. That is horrendous. Anyway, <laughs> Merry Christmas and some bad reviews, please, Sam. <laughs> okay, I've got two bad reviews, but you'll see why it's only two. <laughs> First one is Lucy gives it two stars. Says, when my four-year-old niece just said, I did like it but it wasn't very good. She really deconstructed film criticism in one fell swoop. <laughs> I know what she means. I think it's exactly how yeah. I've always felt about this. I did like it, but it wasn't good. <laughs> and now uh, the second one is 0.5 stars by just a bunch of letters. Here we go. The Santa Claus is a social contract which recognises the eternal tenure of patriarchal authority. (laughs) These forces extend beyond the physical embodiment of the authority figure, as even death cannot quell the dynastic tide (laughs) of cultural patrimony. (laughs) An unworthy successor, who merely fulfils the role of man, is chosen to carry the Promethean fire. Initially, Scott Calvin is unwilling to accept his symbolic function as the semi-divine apparition of masculine authority. But Charlie implores his father to assume his paternal duties, and Calvin's reservations quickly give way to the overwhelming acceptance of his newly inherited title. Charlie's faith in his father is restored as he ascends this hegemonic power structure. Beautifully written. Beautifully read. That was... it, I understood maybe 10% of the words there. Yeah, but it was beautiful. Either a perfectly written joke, or a very, very serious indictment of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them both. <laughs> Not, none yeah. of us are smart enough to understand which was which. Funnily enough, I got more of that than I did of Reindeer, which is 50%. So. <laughs> you mean Caribou? <laughs> now I do. Before I meant horses. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you thought Reindeer were horses. Well, they look a hell of a lot like horses, don't they? Also they also look a lot like fucking deer, mate. Well, more like... More like a moose, which looks like more like a horse than a deer. Maybe. Incorrect. <laughs> Do you know how Chloe tried to explain it to me, which is why I already I started deconstructing the uh, the two part name. She was talking about their hooves. How cloven how horses have like a, a full hoof, yeah. while as deers have cloven a parted hooves. hoof. Yes, I was getting there for the people who don't know what cloven means, like me. I just learnt reindeer guy, come on. <laughs> and while she was doing that, I was like, let me just have a go a sec. Anyway, thank you for those, Sam. They were fantastic. Uh, and now we get to the question, don't we? We do. Uh, and I'll start with you, Johnny, because you're in the middle of my screen. Johnny, so you think that was good, do you? I do, mate. I still think it was good. I it was. I loved that film as a kid. I don't know whether it might just be the nostalgia value for me, but 
I, I still enjoyed. There's obviously ridiculous points that we embellished upon, but I, I thought it was still quite a good Christmas Christmas flick. You didn't have to, you didn't have to go so deep into the psychology of it and the heart like wrenching trauma that is the parent trying to steal a child away from another parent. But I thought it was literally, pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. In some cases, yeah. But I thought I thought it was good, mate. Yeah, it's nice. It's all wrapped up nicely. It doesn't have to make a lot of sense because it's a Christmas film and the whole thing is fantasyful, fantasyful, fantasyful. But yeah, no, I liked it, mate. It was good. Perfect, Samuel. Honestly, until up until this point, I didn't know whether I liked it or not, and it's a difficult call. Like on the one hand, it is objectively a shit film. Sure, it's terrible. It makes no sense. The CGI is appalling. The characters are almost all very annoying, especially the protagonist, who is mostly just an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, maybe it's maybe it is just nostalgia. But it feels like a true, just like straightforward Christmas film. It's very bloody Christmassy, and it is. that's what it's there for. That's its purpose, and I think it succeeds at just being very bloody Christmassy. Mm, so yeah. I'm going to go with a tentative yes. How many baubles I... out of 10 would you give it? <laughs> I'll give it I'll give it a 7 baubles out of 10. That's, that's probably what I would do as well. 7 jingles out right. of a bell. Okay, okay. We're lining up here. Even though I hated every single person in this movie, I had a fantastic time writing about it. Yeah. Which can be said really about many films we watch. A, a lot of times it is a bit of a struggle, like drawing blood from stone. It's just so weird and dumb. And because it's a Christmas movie, and that's kind of the, the law for them anyway, you don't expect much of it. Everything was the first idea, and the first idea was good enough. And that was fine with me. And I would have given this seven baubles out of ten, but where the fuck is Rudolph? <laughs> this is a Christmas movie in which they mention Rudolph Very and there true. are only eight reindeer of which only really Comet gets any screen time so we couldn't get rights is he still canon or is fucking Disney made him legends like all of the other fucking good characters that they've got fucking control of uh, so zero <laughs> baubles out of ten. Oh, fucking oh spin on it alright okay, okay brutal okay. This would have been like... a better movie if there was, like, a relationship between Tim and Rudolph. If, like, you know, the other reindeer were just like, oh, fuck you, we have a Santa every year. But then Rudolph is, like, the little dumb one at the front who's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you there. <laughs> you James Acaster at the front. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> or she. Yeah. <laughs> um, it gets really bleak when it didn't need to. But it did pose an interesting film in itself. That I'd enjoy watching that movie, yeah. but it, that needed to be a separate thing. I'm not saying that would have got it to the 10. Yeah. Because this is a Christmas movie, it's a lower bar than most other movies. So, you know, it was good enough, wasn't it? Yeah. I will, it took place at Christmas, I will which give brings a, you up to five as is. I will give a recommendation <laughs> for a Christmas film, which is one that came out last year, called Violent Night. I really want to watch that. It yeah. was fucking brilliant it was so good i got real glonky in the cinema and watched it it was sick it was so good it's what's the oh, name nice. the guy from stranger things the cop um, in stranger things something harbour david harbour something like that yeah yeah he's just like a sad alcoholic who just goes into a house that's being held hostage and he just murders all the hostage takers it's so funny it's brilliant Oh, well, if we're doing records, then, I say the film Krampus, 2015. Adam mm. Scott is in it. It is a horror comedy, uh, and it is about the other Santa, Krampus, who likes to punish all the naughty boys. It's very fun. It's just a fun movie. I don't have any Christmas film recommendations, so I'm going to say The Santa Claus, 1994. <laughs> I'm going to say songs that have the word Christmas in them, but are not about Christmas. <laughs> But for real, everyone, if you've got one, send it in because I want to do a compilation Please, thing. For, we'll release it on Christmas yeah. Day. And also a film. We don't have a film for next week. Uh, we've. I'm not sure what the, the percentage of listens are going to be this week because we're re releasing two at a time. But if you happen to listen to this and somehow you've gotten to this point... <laughs> <laughs> please recommend us a Christmas movie for next week. Otherwise, it'll be one out of a hat. And boys, I think that about wraps us up. Thank you Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you all for listening. 
please do give us a five-star review if you can find it in your Christmassy little heart to do so. Five bauble yeah. review. <laughs> and join us again next week for whatever you might recommend. Uh, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at So You Think Pod. And until next time, to all a good night. Bloody goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely.